On this day, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his native place, and among his own kin, and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. He went around to the villages in the vicinity teaching the Gospel of the Lord. As we said yesterday, in the times we live in, it is rather difficult to talk about the reality of the devil. It's much more gratifying to pretend that he doesn't exist. It's more acceptable to think that way. First and foremost, we, Christians, believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do not believe in Satan. That is to say, we don't have faith in him, we do not believe him, and we don't trust him. That much is clear. I say this because in some Christian environments, sometimes, there's so much talk about the devil. Some priests talk so much about the evil one, that he seems to be more important than God himself. And instead of loving Jesus, people end up being afraid of someone we don't know. Nowadays, this isn't as common as it used to be, but it happens. The church teaches that the devil exists, that he is a spiritual being, a fallen angel, an angel who rebelled against the will of the Father, and that's why he self-excluded himself from the love of God, and along with himself he dragged many other angels. We don't know how many they are. This means that the devil is a creature. He has no other rank than that of a creature. The devil is not the personification of evil, as if evil were an opposing force to God that wanders around fighting God on an equal footing, as he is portrayed in ancient myths. Neither is the devil an evil energy. He is not the bad vibes of the world that are in the air. He isn't something that's inside us, although that can happen. The devil is not something abstract, but he's a being who's different from us. He's more intelligent than we are, and he continually tries to keep us away 
from the path of doing God's will. That is his main purpose, to distance us, or rather to oppose us from doing and being what God desires for each of us, and that is attaining holiness and happiness. The devil achieves this in a thousand different ways, but the most common way is not through possession, as is sometimes thought, but quite to the contrary, he does that subtly through silence, anonymity, lies and deceit. In contemplating this scene from today's glimpse of the gospel, we Christians, those of us who believe, must recognize with humility what it means to have faith, or to say that we believe. We must never forget the inherent difficulty of faith itself. Sometimes we simplify faith a lot, and we assure others that we have faith without delving into what that means, or in certain situations we even criticize those who don't have faith by saying, how can they not believe? If they see this, how can they not believe? Nevertheless, as true believers who think and use the reason that God gave us, we have to recognize that faith intrinsically encounters great difficulty. It is difficult to believe. If we don't recognize this, we are simplifying faith, and in the end, we are belittling a gift that is from God. Faith and believing is a gift that we receive. The possibility of believing in someone who is beyond what we see. The possibility of believing that in the simplicity of things we can find God. The possibility of believing that this person who walked through Galilee, this man, was God who came to be among us. This faith, this possibility, is a gift. We cannot forget that. And that's why so many find it hard to believe. It is hard for us to believe, because our faith does not stem from evidence or scientific certainties. It's hard to believe, because for those who don't have faith, the human becomes an obstacle for the divine. And that's why sometimes in our homes, in our families, when we want to be prophets, when we want to be people who show, proclaim and announce that God is there, it is very difficult for us because we, along with everyone else, when we talk about God, what we are looking for is something bigger, something miraculous, something that dazzles. The Lord came to teach us precisely that he chose a very simple way of making himself present to humanity, and he continues to do so through the church and through every human being. There's a woman who's been going through an entire process, a very beautiful path of conversion, and who cannot go to Mass on Sundays because of her work. Recently, she told me something like this. Although silence invites us to reflection and to listen to the voice of God, I also believe that in the counter with others we can find God. After all, everything is charity. Charity is to find Him in the other person, in a patient, in a child, on the bus, in the one whose eyes are sad. It is in wishing that person a good day and offering the gift of a smile.
I don't know if I can explain myself, Father. I dream of a church that is truly Catholic, universal, where we find God in others, at Mass, Mondays or Sundays or any other day, where we can look away and think of the person who doesn't come close or has left the church itself. I don't think it's necessary to add much more. The Word of God is working in a marvelous way in the heart of this woman. We need faith to see God's miracles. We need faith to realize that God is present. That is why the best thing we can ask for is faith, as opposed to asking for miracles. If we have faith, we will see miracles continually in the simple things of everyday life. There's the miracle of being able to wake up, rise, and see all that God has given us, our family, our children. There's the miracle of having received so many spiritual and material gifts. Let us ask for faith to be able to discover that God is always there and that our humanity is not an obstacle to believing and having faith. To the contrary, it is the springboard that leads us to trust in His presence. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.